Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. You are thoroughly going to enjoy this episode with these two lovely ladies, Sonia Hove and Kara Schutt. For the last several years, they've been leading workshops together with crew campus teams in their region of the Mid-South. They are both such fun ladies that you would love to sit down and have a cup of coffee with them or share lunch together. One of my favorite memories with Sonia is when we were working in Fort Collins, Colorado a long time ago. A few of us got dressed up in lots of pink for the opening of Legally Blonde 2. Yes, that was a while ago. That was such a fun night. Sonia is a wealth of knowledge on so many topics. Calligraphy, hospitality, sewing, to name a few. As you listen, you'll also hear how fun Kara is too. I've just known more about Kara over the years, but it was fun to learn that she went to the University of Alabama. As you might know from other episodes, I went to Auburn, which is the huge rival to Bama. I don't hold that against her. I actually went to high school in Tuscaloosa, and it's where Warren and I got married. So it actually endears me to her. Anyway, hearing from these two ladies, you can see how two really are better than one. As they bring their love for helping individuals and teams understand each other better through the personal discovery and also team dynamics workshops, you will hear that they are such a dynamic duo with very amazing strengths. Enjoy this episode. Good morning. I am so excited for you today. We have I have two lovely ladies that are both core clarity facilitators like I am, and they work together and do a lot of workshops for teams. And it is so fun to um, visit with them and hear the things that they're learning about themselves and the teams that they work with. So welcome, Sonia and Kara. Hi, Barbara. Good to be, good to be here oh. with you. Oh, Sonia, um, tell us just a little bit about you, where you are. And then Kara, after that, I'd love for our listeners to hear who you are and where you are. Well, I live in Durham, North Carolina, and I am on staff with Crew and do work with Faculty Commons and also these workshops helping teams work better together. Great. And Kara? Um, I live in Johnson City, Tennessee. I've lived here since 1982. I grew up in Alabama, went to the University of Alabama, uh, Roll Tide. She she had to get uh, that in there. <laughs> war, war Eagle. Oh, I think we have never connected oh, about that. Oh, oh, well, I love you anyway. Yes. Uh, yeah, my husband and I, we have three um, delightful adult children who've given us seven even more delightful grandchildren. So that's fun. And I work with crew and have since um, I graduated from college. And right now our emphasis is with faculty, but um, one of the hats I wear with crew is, is this core clarity is strength, uh, teaching strengths finder and uh, helping develop our staff using this, this type of tool. And I, I absolutely love it. 
Oh, that's great. Well, Kara, can you um, start with just telling a little bit about what your top five talents are, just what they are? And I know we wanted to hear a little bit more about your number one, but go ahead and tell us what your top five talents are. Okay. Uh, well, my top five are woo, positivity, communication, includer, and empathy. And then I'll, I have in my top five uh, other talents I like to embrace. I have like maximizer, futuristic. Um, I have though I like to look at my my top ten because they come into play in my life too. So, do yeah. you want me to talk about woo or? Um, yeah, tell us about woo. I know um, we've mentioned it on a few other episodes, but not gone into a, a lot of detail. But as it's your number one talent, I bet you see that a lot in your life. So, tell us what that's like. I, I do see it a lot in my life. And it's so interesting when I was thinking through this that I've seen it my entire life uh, mm. and how even as a child, how, how woo was, uh, it didn't have a name at the time, but it, how it really stood out in my life. But, you know, woo stands for uh, winning others over. And it's about connecting with people and helping them connect with other people. Um Having Woo as my number one really gives me energy. And I think during this pandemic, uh, maybe that's why I have been less energized because of my, yes, the, I bet. The, yeah, the inability not to uh, not have the opportunity to connect with people. But, um, you know, I talking with strangers for me is it's natural. And I think it just to, used to embarrass my kids to death. And Sonia's experienced <laughs> it. You know, I, I just am normally comfortable talking um, with people I don't know in lines at Target or the grocery store or at a party or whatever. I think it's just a, a natural part of me. And I think it's like a challenge I really enjoy. I mm-hmm. turning those people into like people that I say, oh, that's my friend. You know, it's kind of like a challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and for me too, woo, it's like um, invitational. It's like I get so energized when I'm talking with people. It's because I'm inviting them into my life and inviting them into conversation and to engage with with me. And it mm-hmm. really it really just, you know, I get energized just thinking about doing that. So that's that's so much fun. But but, you know, like all these talents, um, you know, there's pitfalls and and there's and with all these talents, they need to be developed into strengths. And that's mm-hmm. something that core clarity and strengths finders has helped me do is to take my woo and uh, develop it into, into a strength that I'm still of course in the process. But, you know, if yeah, a like per- what, what have you, like, what have you done? Like how, what does that look like? How have you developed it? Well, you know, if, if you, if you haven't developed it into a strength in your life, woo can look like just this huge need for people to like me. You know, that's mm. what woo can look like. You know, I am an Enneagram too. I'm a two on the Enneagram and that's, you know, their basic need is for people to like them. And, uh, you know, but I think that's true for everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. You know, but, you know, but with when woos developed into a strength, you know, it's this huge realization in my life that I, of course, I want people to like me, but I truly love, love people, you know, and, and as I've developed it more into a strength, it's, I've, I've learned how to use it in leadership. It's more than just being comfortable in a crowd or around people. You know, I've, I'm learning and I'm developing it to use it in recruiting and motivating others to mm. help, you know, 
reach a common goal, you know. So yeah, it, that's been a lot of fun. So that's great. How have you seen it in her life, Sonia? I know because y'all do your workshops together. What what's her woo kind of? What have you enjoyed about seeing her woo? I'm out in workshops with her is that she's so warm and so personable and she can enter a room with a crowd of people that she doesn't know or barely knows, or maybe knows one or two people in there and just draw them in. And I love people, but I'm better in smaller groups or one-on-one. And so I can just kind of ride her coattails and get to know a little bit about everybody through Kara, just by standing next to her. And then I can um, enjoy that, you know, with those relationships. So I really love, um, I've learned a lot from Kara too, just even interacting. We'll be at a restaurant and she'll comment on a, uh, you know, the weight person's tattoo and ask them a question about it. And I honestly never would have thought to do that. I care about (laughs) the person. I want to be personable. I want to engage them in conversation, but I don't naturally think of those things to say. And so I've learned a lot from just being with Kara as she interacts with people. That's really fun. I know my daughter has woo is number one, and it it is just fun to be with them and see see who they're talking to, how they're working the crowd. It's great. We also um, laugh a lot when we're together. Yes, we laugh a lot. Yes. Well, um, I know like in our workshops, we talk about some of the talents that can intensify each other. And I think few of yours intensify each other. Kara, can you elaborate on that? Uh, Yes, yes. I I mean, I have that trifecta, woo, positivity and communication, which, Mm. you know, everyone says it's like drinking from a fire hose. And and, and I I know that's true. I mean, it's like I have, you know, since a child, I was a child, this was so evident in my life. I was home in Alabama a couple of years ago and my sweet neighbor, um, she said to me, you know, you always knew where my kids were because I could hear you. I was I was like the loud kid in the neighborhood. I guess I was like, I didn't know whether to take that as an insult or a, uh-huh. or not, but I took it as, hey, I was I was the beacon of safety in that neighborhood. You know, as long as you could hear me, we knew, they knew that everyone is OK because, you know, my voice carried yeah. And and I was one of those kids where the teacher always, every year, every report card, Kara talks too much. I mean, that <laughs> in the second grade, I still have this report card. My teacher, Ms. Elizabeth Rabin, wrote in all caps, underlying exclamation points, Kara talks too much. And I handed the report card to my dad and he looked at it, he looked at my grades. He didn't said it, didn't say a word, took his glasses off, picked up his pen and wrote something and then handed it back to me and walked away. And I looked at it and it said, after she wrote, Kara talks too much. uh, He wrote in all caps, tape her mouth, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and and he, it's because he knew he had experienced being in a closed environment with someone that had uh, communication. Yes. Yes. So yeah, those three really do intensify one another and in my strengths journey since I've realized that I I began to you know figure out how to tone that down if I need to you know but earlier I didn't but I have learned I've learned how to do that because someone some people 
can't always handle that, you know, my, um, all your, yeah. all your words, all my words and all my enthusiasm with the positivity, you know, too. So Kara yeah, is a great storyteller uh-huh. and, um, it, I mean, sometimes I'll just say, Kara, tell me a story. What fun thing has happened to you? And people tell her all the time, oh, the funniest things happen to you. And Kara, tell them what you say. Well, the funny things happen to everyone. They just don't tell everybody about it. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, everything that happens to me at life, I tell to somebody. And Sonia is always one of those, what, one of the many, many things I love working with her and being her friend is that she, she loves to hear my story. She always asks about a story, huh? Yes, yes. Well, I want to call you more and hear good stories. Oh, well, I've got so many stories and I, I, it's just, I think it's part of my DNA, but part of being the communicating part of me is the storytelling. I love it. You know, and well, the other day I, or it was actually before uh, COVID, I was at a funeral and um, sitting by someone and we were talking about whether to have an open casket or a closed casket. And she's saying, oh, I don't want my casket open. And I said, I want my casket open and I want to be propped up and somebody give me a microphone. <laughs> I still have things to say, you know. So. That's so funny. Well, um, Kara, I'm curious, like, you know, as we talk to people about their strengths and just the idea of um, focusing on people's strengths, like, do you feel like there was a time when you really started to see those as strengths or maybe you already always kind of did, but like, you know, the thing about your dad, I mean, we all get the little negative feedback sometimes from the report card and probably you didn't really take it as too negative, but do you feel like there was a time when it's like, you're, you really embrace that. And it's like, yes, this is amazing. And I'm going to use these productively or was there, or is it just kind of been over time? For the, I think, it's, for you I think it's been over time. And especially since I entered into learning about my strengths Mm-hmm. You know, I don't uh, have a lot of green reflective talents in my top 10. So I don't really sit around and analyze all of that. But I do. Um, I have grown into seeing them as really powerful to God given tools in my life. Yeah. And 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 not be. um You know, not not hold them back and 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 just learning how to develop them. I've taken each of my talents and. In, in the process of going through and figuring out how to develop them. And that's, um, but that's just like in the past five or six years that, that I have, you know, learned to recognize these things as powerful tools in my life. Yeah. That's so great. And I mean, later on, I want to talk more about that in this podcast, but like you say, I think just taking the time to really think how you can develop them is what, is key in turning them from just a talent into a strength. And I think a lot of times people might maybe learn about their strengths, but they don't really do a lot with them. So I'd love to pick your brain more on that at another time. Well, Sonia, tell us a little bit more about your top, what your top five strengths are, but especially your top one also. Well, my number one strength is input followed by empathy adaptability, ideation, and um, developer. So input is an interesting one to have as number one, because I just really like to know things. 
And I'm curious. I, I actually enjoy the research um, process. And sometimes it's hard for me to stop researching because you can never know it all, right? Right. When do you know when you're finished? It's not like doing a math problem. It's <laughs> there's no end point. And at, but at some point you need to make a decision or you know whatever for whatever purpose you're doing that research. You need to get on with it. So that is kind of funny because I'll just keep collecting more information. And then even when I don't need it anymore, I have a hard time purging it. Like I'll if it's papers, I'll want to keep the papers or mm-hmm. if it's files on my computer. Oh, I just really might need this someday. So they say that input people are collectors uh-huh. and um, I can tend toward that. I can tend toward hoarder <laughs> in, in yeah. many ways, but I organize my information very well. So it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not totally useless. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can usually find it when I need it. So, um, but input people can also, um, you know, collect objects, like I said, or even people. So with empathy, I think how that shows up, um, you know, empathy people really kind of take on other people's feelings. And so I'll want to learn. If you tell me you have a particular syndrome, I'm going to be researching mm-hmm. that syndrome. And I often um, will tell people, things or give them resources that they didn't know about related to their specific, you know, issue. Um, I've, you know, I've both my mother and my husband's mother have passed away. And so we have two widowed fathers, which is very unusual. And they both have Parkinson's, which is also unusual. And so I now do lots of reading on Parkinson's disease and, you know, get the emails from the Parkinson's Foundation and the local group and, you know, all that. So it, it's that kind of thing. Um, I feel like that helps me sort of not just empathize with people, but actually help them. Yeah. A and, more productive um, than maybe just crying with them like I do sometimes. <laughs> right. I do that too. But yes. yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think, um, the adaptability piece too, um, helps with the empathy and the input because I can kind of turn on a dime. We joke that the word of 2020 was pivot, you know, everyone Mm -hmm. was having to pivot and change their plans because of having to do business differently or do ministry differently or do relationships differently. And pivot is what I'm all about. I can turn on a dime and, you know, research how to do that and pull it off. So, it. Yeah. And especially where other people are involved. Um, so I really see those three kind of working to my advantage in, in this day and age. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, I know um, both you gals have empathy. T- tell me how you've kind of enjoyed that or seen that or learned even more about your empathy as you have worked together. Hmm. I, I'll say, I think it helps. Empathy really helps a person connect with other people mm-hmm. because it's a very genuine um, wanting to understand and understanding people. 
but it can also be emotionally difficult because it's really not, um, oh, Barbara, that sad thing happened to you. I feel sorry for you. It's, oh, Barbara, I'm feeling with you. You know, I'm taking that burden on myself too. So we've, I mean, I don't want to speak for Kara, but I've had to really learn to have some boundaries with that and not carry everyone's burdens on my back at all times. Mm-hmm. And I and I think both of us having empathy in a working relationship has been great because we we can get in the in the hole with one another if needed. We can, you know, Sonia's you know had two deaths in her family and and other things that have happened and things that have happened in my life. And I know that when I'm sharing those with her or she's just aware of those. She's just not saying I'm sorry. I mean, she's actually been the same for me with her is feeling those emotions alongside of one another. So I think it's in a working relationship. I think it's it's been quite the blessing to have, you know, work alongside another empathetic person. Yeah. And, you know, I never actually thought about this until this moment, but I think it helps us because we just very naturally fill in for one another when mm-hmm. Kara has something big going on, I'll just take more of the bulk of the preparation on or whatever. Like we always mm. decide ahead of time who's going to do the be, sort of be the lead on a workshop and do the pre, the preparation and the communicating with the team and that kind of thing. But we'll we'll fill in for each other when I've have something come up, she'll just say, "Well, I can do this." And we don't resent that or you know, I don't Again, I don't want to speak for Kara, but I've never felt like, gosh, she's not pulling her weight. Like we just naturally kind of help each other because mm-hmm. we are empathizing with e- with one another. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think I realized that either until you just said that. I, I mean, it's it's it, it. We do have that sort of working relationship and friendship where that's that's never an issue. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Kara, I just thought about that while you were talking. So a lot of my most brilliant thoughts come as a, it, with something you've yes, triggered. Yeah. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people have said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so keep talking, Hilarious. Kara. Yeah, right. Well, um, I would love to hear um, about y'all working together and just your vision as you meet with teams and some of the things you've been learning about yourselves, but also Um, the teams that you meet with and what you see happens as you do these workshops? Well, I mean, that, all of that, those questions are like a one hour podcast in themselves. I know, I I know. I mean, we have absolutely um, had a blast doing this and working with one another. And, and um, in working with Sonia, I mean, with her input is I, she is my storehouse of information. I can call her. And I did last night. If I need to know something, I call her and, and it's not that I, you know, just, she's not just giving me her opinion and she, she could be, but I can know for a fact that she's researched it, you know, and, yeah. and, and she's telling me, you know, she's a smart cookie and she's telling me, you know, what she's learned. And I, and I, and I take that as, as a blessing and, and I'm so, you know, happy to be able to use Sonia's input because I don't have input. I, my, my husband is a storehouse of information also, but if I want to connect emotionally about something, then I call Sonia, 
you know, and, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's great. But we've had very, the very important world changing topic that we were discussing last night was bathroom countertops. Yes. Bathroom countertops. Yes. Yes. Well, and that is very important. We all you have them and need them every day. I it's know. true. And once you make a decision, you're stuck with it for a very long time. That's so. true. And Sonia helped me work through that until about midnight. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back to the workshops. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the workshops. The yes. workshops. One, one thing, I, I mean, I think the main thing that I love, I love the whole process of it and um, kind of all that that entails. But I think the objective for me that I love the most is helping people understand themselves better and therefore understand one another better. Mm -hmm. Um, We are just human and we are naturally self-focused and we're natural sinners. And we just really do think that everybody thinks and approaches life the same way we do. And we're seeing this right now in January, 2021 in spades. And um, if you don't believe that the solution to a problem is the same as I think the solution to the problem is, then you're an idiot. I mean, that's kind of how our society is breaking down right now. Or you think something's a problem and I don't think it's a problem or vice versa. And this um, understanding your talents and how they color your perspective on things is so valuable in terms of understanding. I still might disagree with how somebody is approaching something, but I can understand it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I think, too, there's just a phenomenon that we... Um, I think Brene Brown talks about how we tell ourselves a story. Mm-hmm. You know, Barbara, you might say something to me, and I think that I'm just responding to what you're saying, but really I'm telling myself a story, filling in the gaps. Our brains just fill in gaps of missing information, and I assign motive to you. And if I'm agreeing with what you're saying, I assign good motive. Oh, Barbara, she's so empathetic. That's great that she has that perspective. But if I don't agree with you, I might assign evil motive to you. And that we, again, we're seeing that. So that happens on a team Mm -hmm. where, you know, somebody's late all the time. And I think they just don't care about anyone else. They are so selfish. Uh They do not respect me as a leader, because they don't value my time. Well, actually, that person may have adaptability. I'm just saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adaptability people don't have a really strong sense of time. Or connectedness. They always people think too. they can cram one more thing in. They, they, they're driving to the meeting and they think, I'm a little ahead of schedule. I have time to stop at Starbucks. And then that takes them four times longer than they thought it would. And it's really (laughs) not intentional. Now, do they need to be aware? And is it appropriate to talk about that? Yes. But it's not because they don't respect your time. It's really an awareness issue. And just understanding that can really go a long way in helping teams appreciate one another, work together better, function better. We've so enjoyed 
watching those proverbial light bulbs go off in people's head, yeah. you know, where they finally understand why their coworker does the things that they do or doesn't do the things that they don't, you know, they're supposed to do or what, however they, you know, box you want to put that in. But mm-hmm. um, and, and we love that. And we've also loved if there's a married couple on this team, when so many, I, Sonia, I don't know how many times we've heard, this is like marriage counseling, you know, <laughs> yes. it, 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 you know, to understand their spouse better. And, and, and like Sonia was so beautifully saying about how we look at things through our own frames and lenses. You know, we view the world the way our frames and lenses are, are made and we can't see that. We need to learn to look at them through other people's frames and lenses and see their perspectives as, as we, you know, as we grow together. And it's, but I think our main joy has been that just going in, talking with teams, helping them understand themselves. And then in the next workshop, taking that knowledge that they've learned about themselves and applying it to their team and how to be more effective as a team and to achieve their goals. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Have you um, seen even like some of the people that you might say are like outliers that might be the only one with certain talents? What does that look like or how has this been helpful for those people? Yes. I um, One situation comes to mind. Well, several actually jumped to mind, but I'll pick one. Um, we had a team where there were, um, four, four or five, I think females on the team and all of them had like all the soft talents, empathy and harmony and a lot of connect, you know, things that help them connect with one another and except one of the women and she had command, which is more rare in general and more rare in women. And um, some others, Kara, help me. What other talents did she have? Well, she, you know, when you say you know, soft talents, they the other people had the more people connecting skills. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And hers were more the influencing types. You know, I don't remember other than command, but she had those stronger, I would call them like stronger personality talents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that aren't always embraced, you know, in a, in women and even in a, especially in a, you know, in, in some organizations, you know, I think it's growing and all that, but she had like command and had been called Miss Bossy Pants her entire life. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and it, they, they actually gave a really sweet example because they, they had good relationships, but she talked about how she had entered the room. She was late. They were having like a social night, <clears throat> just the women on their team and someone had been sharing something unbeknownst to her, really personal before she got there. And she walked in the room and she was the one who was bringing their activity and it was a craft and she had the instructions on how to do it. And she walked in and she was like, oh no, you're doing it wrong. And mm. corrected everybody. And it just got really awkward and silent. And she didn't pick up on sort of the cues in the room that something hard was going on. And the other people, they had all these like empathy, harmony, like they would never say, Hey, Barbara, hang on a minute. Kara was sharing something hard. 
And she said, I want you guys to tell me, like clue me in when I do that. And they all were kind of horrified. They said, oh, no, we would never do that. That would hurt your feelings. And she said, no, it won't. I want to know. And that, that's a, just a great example. This It wasn't even a conflict. It was just sort of this awkward thing that they couldn't figure out. Yeah. But she wanted someone to hit her over the head and say, you know, I Barbara. Need you. I need your help and insight. Exactly. Exactly. And we treat people like we want to be treated, which is usually a really good thing. But sometimes when we understand one another's talents and strengths, we can tweak that and say, oh, this person needs a little more of a hit over the head with a two by four, whereas this person, you poke them with your pinky finger and they'll cry. You know, so it, it's like we, we learn our children. We need to learn our friends and coworkers that way, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and wow. another out, and other outliers, you know, by outlier, we mean like someone who has different talents than, you know, most of the people on their teams. And, you know, our goal is to make them feel valued. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like a, you know, like a diamond is valued because it's rare. And because they have a rare talent, we, we want to help teams realize and the people that have these rare, rare talents bring so much value to the team that no one else can bring, you know, in a, in right. another, in another situation when I, we were talking and this girl had realized that she had no talents in common with the core of her team, you know, she burst into tears and say, now I know why I don't fit in, you know? And so mm-hmm. she like missed the point. The point was, you know, uh, you know, celebration. Hey, I've got things that you guys don't have and I can bring so much value to this team because uh, I can fill these gaps that you don't have. And so that's one of our objectives in helping these quote, quote, outliers feel valued. Yes. And we, we did have another situation like that where someone sort of teared up and said, this makes so much sense because I've never felt like I fit, but it also gives me hope because there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. She had been feeling like maybe this wasn't the job for her, but really it was just, she was approaching things so differently and to learn that that's not a bad thing. And for the rest of her team to learn that her perspective is really valuable. She's a quieter person. So you need to say in your meeting, you know, Susie, what do you think and draw her out more? Cause her, her perspective is really important. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so good. I think, yeah, like y'all are saying, it's just so fun to kind of help bring more clarity to people in their these teams about just the unique value of each person. And like maybe they're just with that team for a year, but just understanding what they bring to the team and what each other person brings is just I don't know. I I'm super motivated as I do it and I can tell y'all are too. What's like if you could say in like one sentence, each of you, like what really motivates you and brings you joy about um, helping teams in this way? You go first, Sonia. <laughs> I was just about to say you go first. <laughs> well, it, it's a little repetitive. It's, it's yeah. what I said before, but helping people understand themselves and one another better um, is just a joy to me. 
because it it helps um, resolve some conflict. It helps prevent conflicts, and it helps people appreciate one another. And who doesn't want to be appreciated? And who doesn't want to appreciate the people around them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Kara? Pretty much the same. It's helping people understand themselves in areas where they can take into every aspect of their life, not just the teams they work on, but in their marriage, in their parenting, in their friendships, you know, in their jobs, they can take what they've learned about themselves and develop that to make into making them everything that God created them to be. And, and it says influencers as doers, as thinkers, as motivators in whatever area, but, just um, for me, that's, you know, it, it brings us so much joy to do that. And we and we, we kind of feel like we were created to do this. And it's part of we found our our why and we do what we do. Mm. And yeah. And I think that was a run on sentence, but you said one sentence. But <laughs> <laughs> communication. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. yeah. And, oh. and we really miss doing this in person. So we've done some over Zoom. It's just not near as fun, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We've been trying to adapt to the the new reality of Zoom world and, and are totally grateful, you know, for Zoom, but looking forward to the day where, you know, we can be with people face to face. I mean, you miss out on that personal interaction of, Mm -hmm. um, it's not just teaching, it's, being together and absorbing these things from one another and watching how people interact with each other. And, um, that's, that's most of the fun for us. Yeah, that's true. And we miss out on a lot of food. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do. Mm. Well, hopefully soon we'll be able to be in person again. One last question for both of you. What has brought joy or put a smile on your face? It could be related to anything, not necessarily doing your workshops. I'll say we have, I live in North Carolina and we broke the record for rainfall in 2020. So on top of everything else that 2020 brought, we had so many gray rainy days. And right now the sun is shining. It was shining yesterday. Just getting outside in the sunshine is, has been really valuable to me. I'm tired of clouds. (laughs) Yes. What, what brings it, puts a smile on my face are relationships. You know, I I do have woo and I like a wide, knowing a wide variety of people, but those intimate friends bring, you know, put a smile on my face, you know, having lunch with friends, uh, being with people who listen and I can listen to them. So for me, I'm so relational. It's usually something relational that puts, you know, smile on my face. Yeah. Well, it's so fun to talk with both of you and just get a little more glimpse into who you are and what you bring to these teams, which I know is so um, valuable for them and fun for y'all too. So thank you so much for um, joining me today and look forward to hearing more insight from you at another time. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Barbara. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. 
I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.